green. It reminded me of home, man. Yeah, well, now it's blue. Now it's purple. Now, now it's purple. Oh, look at us. I have a fancy wancy keyboard. Look. Yeah, this is another one that was sitting upstairs. The uh, one I had down here shit the bed. <laughs> That's the excuse. Yeah, I couldn't get the space bar to work. No, it completely crapped out. The reason I have to have uh, an external keyboard down here is I'm missing a cue. How the hell do you miss a cue off of a laptop? You're as bad as the people I used to have to work for. I'm missing one on the one upstairs, too. I was like, hey, how did this mouse wire get cut? I don't know. Oh, it just happened. Nitwits. Stop picking on me. (laughs) If I had feelings, they might be genuinely hurt. Are we rolling? Yeah. Oh, okay. Damn. You caught me off guard there. I I had an interesting experience uh, last week up in Wilkes-Barre. Ooh, to tell. I had to stop and get vape coils because the store. fuck's a vape coil? The thing in. I know what a vape is. I know what your douche canoe is. What is the douche flute? (laughs) The, The little thing in there. That's the coil. That's what like heats up the juice and makes the. The, the the cloud. Okay. Um, the vape store in town is permanently closed. So, all right, I'm up here. I might as well stop. So I go in, and as always, I'm wearing a Halls of Horror hoodie, right? All right. And the guy says to me, what does your hoodie say? I said, it says, they hate us because they ain't us. It's for my the haunted house I work at. Yeah, I know. I've been there. And the guy says to me, the last time I was there, I got thrown on a bed and was told we'd be making Heine babies. So with that, I ask him, do you mind if I drop my mask for a second? He says, yeah, go ahead. So I take my mask down and the next words out of his mouth, oh, fuck, it's you. (laughs) The legend of Uncle Touchy lives. Oh, my God. Yeah. Did you get your coils for a discount then? My coils? Yeah. I got them for, uh, yeah, yeah, they were they were cheap. No, I know, no, no, I said a discount, like, you know, like he was flattered that, you know, you would go after his Heine. Well, I went after... Everybody's, everybody's Heine. Heine, I know, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, what, it's what Uncle Touchy does. Right. Well, before we begin in the dirt bucket... Okay. I had something that was gnawing on my mind. As you know, and maybe some other people in there don't, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees have been announced. Yes. Now, I, I've often disagree with it. I first think they should just call it the Music Hall of Fame and be done with it. There'll be no more controversy about picks. Right. I agree. But I want to talk about some of the nominees this year. Okay. That's, right? uh, that's a good because idea. Because sadly, only, I don't think, what, four or five are going to get in? Oh, what's the number? It's not a lot. That I know. No. All right, the list is Jay-Z, Carol King, okay, Tina Turner, right, Mary J. Blige, okay, Kate Bush, Devo, The Foo Fighters, The Go-Go's, Iron Maiden, Shaka Khan, Fila Kunti, or Kuti, He's, uh, he does Afro pop. Okay. I, that's the only one I had to look up. LL Cool J, The New York Dolls. Rage Against the Machine, Todd Rundgren, and Dionne Warwick. Okay, let's go through this list All right. point by point. All right. What's first? Jay-Z. Jay-Z has had a tremendous impact on the world of popular music. 
if it's a straight music hall of fame, which it's become. Yeah. I don't have a problem with I don't have a problem with Jay Z getting in. Oh no, nor do I. Jay Z is all right. Carol King. Carol King, great songwriter. As far as uh, she should be in a songwriting hall of fame. Yeah. I don't I can't disagree. Yeah. Tina Turner. Undoubtedly. Yes. How she, she's not in She it. should have been in already. Yes. I mean I mean she was a huge huge megastar triple threat in the 80s. Oh yeah. You know, everywhere there was was Tina Turner. Uh, and also from what I understand, you know, she's a wonderful person. Yeah. Um I, how Tina Turner is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame already? Yeah, is that, it's that, one of the ones that blows my mind. And that's what I always say when I see these lists of nominees. How the hell is this not happening yet? Right. Okay, Mary J. Blige. That one, I'm not so sure. I I don't know enough about her music. I I don't know. I'll be honest. I really I know the name, but I don't know who she is. Right. And to me, that. I mean, we may be jaded because we're at our hearts rock guys. Yeah, but, but I, we do listen to a lot of stuff. Right, right. And I'm not super familiar with Mary J. Blige's career. Mm-hmm. You know, I, so to say that she doesn't really belong in a music hall of fame, I don't right. know. I can't I can't make a qualified statement yeah. to yes or no. Uh, Kate Bush. Who? Kate Bush. I off the top, I think she's a folk singer. I I, I might be missing you know, with Tori Amos. I'm not sure. I say again, who? Again, to say with Mary J. Blige, I'm not exactly sure of her work. But at least we've heard the name. Yeah. Now, Devo. Devo should be in. Devo should be in. Their, their electronica stuff, the stuff that Mark Mothersbaugh does alone. Yes. And he might already be in by himself. Now, I don't think Mothersbaugh is in by himself. Yeah, I, I'm not sure, but he might, like I said, I, I this only... Like, it just sort of cranked me because I saw so many names on it that I really do think deserve to be there. Yeah, Devo should be in. Yeah. Um, they were a game changer. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, there were. I mean, I know that I saw an interview with uh, Devo when they were talking about Weird Al Yankovic and his song "Dare to Be Stupid." Yeah, where and Yankovic figured out the Devo style. Yes, and Mark Mothersbaugh was upset about that because he figured that no one could figure out his own style. Right. And the thing is, Mother's Ball is a genius. Oh, yeah. He's done so much beyond Devo. Yeah. And, and I can forgive his misstep with Devo 2.0. Yeah. I, I, I'll, but, I'll agree with you. But he was, but again, he's experimental. Yes. That's Devo's thing. Yes. Foo Fighters. They should be in. I don't think so. You I don't? don't no. I, honestly, I think they're too new. Well, the, I don't, the criteria is a recorded work. At least 25 years old. Yeah, but also I think they should be more influential than... I don't think the Foo Fighters have been influential in a lot of music. I don't. I, I do. I I do. And I think their body of work is strong enough that they belong in. All right. The Go-Go's. One Hit Wonder. Oh, my God, no. They had more than that. Okay, One Album Wonder. Plus, you know, just the song right. Okay, you know, you got me there. I'm not going to argue on that. You're trying, and I do I enjoy, and I do enjoy the one album. I, oh, I, 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 I dig it too. I'm a Go Go's fan. Yeah. I will not turn the radio when the Go Go's come on. Yeah, I mean, it's but it's, it's just nice poppy. It's beautiful bubblegum music. Right, but are they Hall of Fame worthy? No, probably not. I mean, they they weren't innovators. No. However, 
At the time, there weren't a lot of female uh, pop groups that did what they did. No. Uh, I mean, really, in the that era of the 80s, you had them and the Bangles. Yeah. A lot of them, there was female-fronted bands. Yes. Like um, that one, I Love Candy one. Bow Wow Wow. Bow Wow Wow. And the Waitresses. Yep, the Waitresses. Things like that. But the Go-Go's were like the full package, almost like a pop version of the Runaways. Yes. And I think the Go-Go's originally were more punk. They were. They were very, like, the, yeah. the stuff before we got the beat yeah. and all that stuff. And even we got the beat mm-hmm. has a bit of a punk feel to it. Oh yeah. But they were they were a much punkier band. Yeah. I would have I would have loved to have heard that version of them. Yeah, me too. Um instead of the version that we kind of got. But be that as it may. Now, this is an obvious no-brainer. Put them in, just shut up. Iron Maiden. Dickinson has already said he will not accept the nomination. He doesn't have to accept it as long as as long as I mean like I said, I haven't been to the I was in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. God, it's like almost thirty years ago. I mean, it's it was a long, long, long time ago. But I, I just like to see people in some way celebrated. I I would. Lo- I mean, Maiden undoubtedly should be in. They should yeah. have been in twenty years ago. Yeah. Um, Maiden. The, you talk about bands that changed the game. Oh yeah. The the that whole new wave of of British heavy metal. Mm-hmm. You know them, Def Leppard. Uh, you could kind of lump Motorhead in with that priest. But, priest, um, even though Priest was about a decade earlier, mm-hmm. um, Maiden should be in the Hall of Fame. Yep, they're they're one of the most iconic, most influential bands in heavy metal. How they're not in, it, it it's a it's a slap in the face on the level of you know Motorhead not being in. Oh yeah, yeah, but they they should be in. Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan. I Shaka feel Khan. for you, Shaka <laughs> Khan. That's it. That's yeah, all I, there is. Yeah, I, I don't uh, I don't think that she was that. If if it was a she or a band. It was a she. Okay, because like I said, I'm not I'm not sure. I know that Alice Cooper was originally a band before the lead singer took the name. <laughs> well, yeah, because everybody was calling him Alice. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, I, always, I didn't know if Shaka Khan was a band nope. or a person. Nope, she's the, she's now, the person. Fella Kuti, I looked this guy up. Okay. Yeah, uh, he was big in the uh, the like the African um, um, like African beats, I guess, or world yeah, beat, world beat. Okay, uh, and also a uh, huge songwriter and an activist. Okay, uh, in South Africa. So I mean, I could I could see. I mean, just reading up on him, he's a very impressive individual, and I and it was more like from the sixties and seventies. Yeah. So I think. You know, like I said, I think he was more influential with music that probably I listened to. Yeah. Because I'm sure that, uh, like, uh, Fab Five Freddy. Yeah. You know, and those guys probably listen to him. So he should probably be in just on that alone. I I don't know enough to argue, so. LL Cool J. Ladies love Cool James. Yeah. For the musical career, I'm not sure. I mean, he was a very, he had a very influential career. But uh, I don't know. He, he did in the world of hip hop. Plus, his style was very that um, that what they call a bucket hat. Yeah, yeah. The bucket hat was all him. Yeah, that was you all him. I mean? And he and, and he started that. And the MTV raps unplugged. Yeah, his his performance of Mama said knock you out on that. Yeah, that was phenomenal. You know, I'll tell you, that what, was great. It's, it's funny about Mama said knock you out. The first line that don't call it a comeback. That was the first song I ever heard from him. <laughs> Really? Like, the first one I heard was, I think I need love. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I had never really heard of LL Cool J before that. But and, you know, I, I, I like LL stuff. Mm-hmm. So you know what? Yeah, I let him in. Yeah. New York Dolls. Yes. Yeah. These guys were were what Motley Crue got their glam. These guys were glam before glam had a name. Right. Uh, and, you know, David Johansson yep. was, you know, David Johansson was the, the brains behind that. And, you know, later on, we knew him as Buster Poindexter. Yeah, and that was, that was a, but still, like I said, it, he was glam before glam had a name. Motley Crue, I'm thinking, just, and Poison probably just took and said, hey, we're going to do what they did. Aerosmith, uh, well, at least Tyler ripped him off with the bandanas on the yeah. microphones and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, the New York Dolls for their influence should be in. Oh, yeah. Rage Against the Machine absolutely should be in. Okay. <laughs> you know I'm not a Rage fan. I know that. I know. However, I can't argue with them being in. They've had um they've had a a a, a huge impact on the music world. Um I can't argue with them being in. I mean, there's artists in there now that I don't like. Um, and there's artists in there that I like even less than I like Rage. So I can't argue with them going in as much as you would like me to. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, like, I, I you know I've said this many times, like Tom Morello is like, you know, the Jimi Hendrix of our generation. No, he's not. Not I, even close. <laughs> not even close. Move on. Todd Rundgren. Todd Rundgren, as a songwriter, a producer, yes, he right. belongs in. I only know one of his songs. Bang the drum. Yeah, that's the only one I know. His, his biggest contribution was behind the scenes uh, as a producer mm. and a and a songwriter. Okay, so and Dion Warwick. So now we're letting the Psychic Friends network in. Not the whole network, just the one of them. Oh, just Dion. Yeah, but she had she did stuff before she went a little bit off. A little. Yes. She, you know, I, I, honestly. I don't know much about her body of work, but I know the name. Yeah. I know she was, um, oh, Bobby Brown's wife's, uh, <laughs> what was her name? Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston. She was Whitney Houston's aunt. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, because in, uh, in that one song, I think she he, she talks about her or something. You know, it's funny that you bring up Whitney Houston because we just passed the anniversary of her passing. Okay. And uh, an old Facebook status of mine came up. That may not have aged well. What did you do? When she died, I posted, so long, crackhead. Oops, I mean, R.I.P. Whitney. You, you, I was taking a drink, you bastard. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, she was one, I mean. Phenomenal talent. But when she was talent, yeah, I mean, there's, you know, and and the the part, the reason I, I posted that. Is one I have no filter. Mm-hmm. Two, it is an egregious sin to me to have that God-given talent. Okay, and let's let's be real here. Whitney Houston had a voice of an had the voice of an angel. Beautiful voice. I don't care who wrote the stuff. She had a beautiful voice. She had a voice that would make that could. You know, pull it out of you. You know, mm-hmm. even me. I, you know, I loved listening to her sing because she was such a phenomenal talent. To waste that talent 
the way she did, to me, is an egregious sin. Yeah, I think, and also, I mean, when she went on this whole, you know, telling people she wasn't doing drugs. Yeah. And she, of course, I mean, you can't say the managers, Bobby Brown himself, you know, and producers and all these people didn't know what was going on. But they just were using her as a money machine. Oh, yeah. And then just letting it happen. Yeah. And and that and that's the worst part is because who knows what, you know, if she would have had better influences around mm-hmm. her, who knows what she could have done, you know, later on in her career, uh, you know, had her career kept going, which I think it would have because she had the talent. Mm-hmm. She had a gift, a gift that a lot of people would give their right arm for. I wish I had the talent to sing as beautifully as Whitney Houston did. Instead, I instead I have to scream in a metal band. Yeah, well, I mean, you you know you you gargle nails, you know, for you know, on the <laughs> occasionally, occasionally. Yes, but uh, like I said, the Dionne Warwick. I don't know if maybe she does or doesn't. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, we're. I don't know much about her body of work either. I can just you know. I'll claim ignorance on her. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is also the same group of people that took how long to get Metallica mm-hmm. into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, the- <laughs> it took how long for them to get Rush into the Hall of Fame. Motorhead is still not in. The The day that I went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I actually remember, and it was like, I was like huge. I want to go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. You know, and I was just really big on I need this, you know, and they have some great things there. You know, uh, Pete Townsend's drum set from the Smothers Brothers show. That's not Pete Townsend. um, Keith Moon. Yeah, whatever. But anyway, this exploded drum set. Yeah, Keith Moon. You know, stuff stuff from the the drummers, stuff from Jim Morrison, Jimi Hendrix's stuff. I mean, it's just beautiful. And then the big set was was, uh, hip-hop. Okay, and I got to see the medallions that um, the Beastie Boys wore. Nice, LL Cool J's jumpsuit. Nice, and bucket hat and Vanilla Ice's from Ice Ice Baby, the full jumpsuit with the the the, the flag on the back of it. Nice, and it was like <laughs> that's a cool piece of history, you know. But I mean, yeah, but his whole wing was like dedicated to like, and at the time I was kind of like. Wait a minute! This is Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. What's with all the hip hop? Yeah, it didn't make sense to me. That's why I've always said, just call it the Music Hall of Fame and be done with it. But then I think then the country people would get upset because they've never been included. Well, no, because country music has their own Hall of Fame. Yeah, well, yes, but I mean, if if you, you, the rock and roll is everything but country. Yeah, and, but because the country music community has their own Hall of Fame. Well, they should merge them. I I won't disagree. Yeah, put them all together and the music. Let everybody enjoy whatever they want. You're waiting for a fucking hot take from me, aren't you? No, I'm not waiting for a hot take. I know you. I know you think of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's 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 a shit. Yeah. It's shit. That's why I haven't been there in years, just because I don't agree with who they keep putting in. I've never been there because I have no reason to go to Cleveland, and I don't like the fact that they uh, nominate like fifty some people. And then like four get in, and then it's like, well, screw the rest of you for life. Yeah, well, it it you know to me, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is kind of like the Grammy Awards. Mm. At one time, it might have been prestigious, but if you look back at what they've done, 
Nah, not so much. I mean, I was thinking, offhandedly, if we shouldn't, you know, do our own Hall of Fame. Okay. Um, like, come up with just maybe a few people or just influences that we've had that brought us to where we are in life. Okay. It doesn't even have to be all musical. Okay. I'm I, I'm completely down with that. Yeah. And I think that would be really interesting. Yeah, and we can put them in the uh, the Oh No, Not Them Hall of Fame. I am I am so down with that. Okay. You want to do it now? No, let's let's uh, take some time to or actually... You want to marinate on it? Yeah, well, we take some time to... Okay, maybe we, we both come up with like how many... We come up with, with 10 each. 10 each? Holy shit! We can't, we're going to nominate 20 people with the first runaround? Okay, five each. Okay, five each and one non-human. One non-human. Yes. Just think about what that means, a non-human entry that influenced your life. Okay. I, I, I This is going to be interesting. And maybe we could do, like, maybe once every six months, because waiting a year to do this is like, you know, because let's face it, August is the best month of the year. We both know that. That's right. <laughs> yeah, but there's only one best day. No, two. there's two best days. We can have two best days. I'll share the day with you. Okay, okay. You want to stick your hand in a bucket? Okay. It did. Oh, it has not been washed. I refuse. Not only has it been washed. Yeah, I didn't put the new entries in it either. Oh, stick the new entries in. No, I want to wait. I want, you know, like I said, we got a lot in there. You're yeah. no fun anymore. I just came up with those earlier today. Shut up. Okay. Oh, for God's sake. Is this another Jim? Let me see. Batman villains. Batman. I'm vi- kidding. I'm kidding, Jim. We love you. Is it a Jim? No. No, it doesn't say Jim on it. It's your handwriting, not mine. <laughs> I think. I didn't come up with that, did I? I don't know. Are people putting shit in the bucket now? We don't even know about it. It could be. <laughs> but that's not a bad topic. No, it's not bad at all. No, because there's tons and tons. There is a plethora of villains. Do you know what the plethora is? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Batman villains. Yes. That is a very wide, very wide. Oh, yeah topic yeah there and speaking as someone who's a is a huge batman fan i know some of the even obscure ones that just like are were one off and like hardly anybody knows about i don't think i'll talk about those too much like kite man and polka dot man yeah and condiment king so let's go back to the original tv series okay adam west yep adam west Sorry. Um, who was your favorite villain from the Batman TV series? Oh, I, I got to say a Riddler. The Frank Gorshin version, though. The Gorshin version of the yes. Riddler? Yeah, the um, Gomez Adam version wasn't wasn't really my favorite. Okay. I'm blanking on his real name now. That's the worst part. <laughs> yeah, so am I. Uh, uh, Frank Gorshin was yeah, great as Frank the Riddler. Frank Gorshin, and he influenced Jim Carrey's Riddler. Which is why I hated that his Riddler got such a bad rap. It's literally Frank Gorshin's Riddler. That's why it got a bad rap. But it was good. That was awesome. That goofy running around giggling, being you know nuts and all that. And then all of a sudden he'd be really dead serious about killing. Mr. Edward Nigma. Yeah, I mean, it, the Riddler, I mean, they did him good in Gotham when they, they reintroduced the character. Yeah. And I think, and even the comic series, just 
has run the gambit of Riddler and just done yeah, wonderful they, things with him. They have. Uh, that's the, been the most almost diversified of the Batman villains next to the Joker. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, let, let's kind of do this a different way. Who is your favorite uh, joke? Now, who? so we, we've oh, established oh. that Gorsham, Gorsham was your favorite joke. Yeah. Mine as well. I got to go with Gorsham. Um, who's, who's your favorite Joker? That is one of those that is so... I almost feel we we covered this once in a previous we podcast. Did, we did talk about and it. I'm, I'm wondering if my, my name is going to stand up because, like I said, each of them just brought something different to it. Um, I always liked the cool, calm... I th- you know, I'm going to say this. My favorite Joker is from Batman the Animated Series. Okay. With... Um, with Mark Hamill voicing. Yeah. I thought that was the perfect blend of psychotic and calm I th- and murderous. I think that's what you did say on the previous yeah. episode. Uh, I, I like Hamill's. I like Hamill's. Um, but I, I have to go. And, you know, it's not because he, he's not with us anymore. It's not because he passed away. I loved what Heath Ledger did. Oh, Heath Ledger's was amazing. It yeah. was that was absolutely amazing what he did, and I—I I mean, everyone. I, I'm going to say every single version of the Joker, except for the one animated series, the Batman. That one was awful. That, that one I've never seen. Yeah, that one was an awful version where he played. It almost looked like a werewolf. Yeah, with red eyes and constantly had a straight jacket on. It was a terrible version of the Joker, but all the villains in that were pretty awful. Yeah. But, um, yeah, every single person that played the Joker played it a different way to the point where the comics, I mean, sometimes had to have a hard time keeping up. Yeah. Well, and, and that's when you got off into the different comic veins, where, you know, the Dark Knight and, mm-hmm. you know, the Arkham stuff. And, yeah. Because you really did have different versions of the Joker out in the in the uh, film world, yeah. so to speak, or in the animated world, you know, so they kind of did that to keep up with it. Uh, what did you think of Nicholson's Joker? I loved it because I saw that Joker also, you know, was part of the the comics as well. Calm, cool, a gangster, but cross him, he'll kill you in a heartbeat. Yes, and he fit perfectly for the Tim Burton. Yeah style of the Batman movies. Yeah, it was he was the like I said, he wasn't over the top. He was but he he did the exact same thing. I remember the scene where he was talking about, you know, getting all the gangs together. Yeah. And the person said, No thank you, said fine, you can leave. He shook his hand and killed him on the spot. Right. That is reminiscent of another like scene that I remember reading of the exact same thing. He sat there, calm, cool. Um well, well, almost even like um, Heath Ledger's. Like Ledger. Yeah. He said, oh, hey, I'm not doing this. Want to see a trick? Bang, kills him on the spot. Yep. That's a thing the Joker does. Yeah. And and I, I thought Nicholson did a really, especially considering that up to that point, the only real Joker reference we had was Cesar Romero. Yep. Okay, and Romero was Romero was great as the Joker. I love Romero's Joker. He was always it, over the top. It's 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 so over the top and campy, <laughs> and it's perfect for that '60s TV series. Oh yeah, you couldn't have done that in the Tim Burton world. Nope, you couldn't have done that in the uh, oh, shit. The dude who directed the Dark Knight trilogy. Damn it! Um, 
Can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember either. <laughs> Nolan. Uh, uh, yep, Chris, uh, Christopher Nolan. Yeah, Nolan. You couldn't have done it in the Christopher Nolan trilogy. You couldn't have done it anywhere else but in that campy-ass TV show. Yeah. You could Nicholson could not have done his Joker anywhere else but in the Tim Burton universe. Yep. Ledger was perfect for what Christopher Nolan did, that gritty, bleak, mm-hmm. uh, just depressing Gotham City. Yeah. That was the Christopher Nolan Batman films. And then you had, in the standalone movie, you had Joaquin Phoenix in Joker. That one was interesting. I thought that was too. Because it was a totally different twist yeah. on the Joker. I mean, how much can you... I mean, it said a lot. I mean, honestly, how much can you beat somebody down who has mental problems, offer him no help, no way out, tell him it's his fault when, when offering him nothing? Right. It's like, what the hell did you think was going to happen? What do you get when you cross? It's, it's yeah. The, you, Exactly what you fucking deserve. Yep. And it, that Joaquin Phoenix's Joker was perfect in that. He was such a dynamic performer in that movie. And you really felt, I, at least I did, I felt for him. Oh, I did too. I, I, I did. I mean, there were scenes in there that I was kind of like, you know, just the shit that's going on. I mean, from the very start, when he gets his ass kicked... You know, yeah. and then gets fired or reprimanded because he ran away from a, you know. Yeah. Because, and his boss didn't believe him. Yeah. It was like, oh, man, it's, it's it starts right away. He was, every turn, he's just getting beaten down harder. And his therapist, you know, was was yep. a, a, a complete bag of ass. Yeah, she didn't care. No, she didn't. You know, and then it's like everybody kept, no, you have to make the choice. It's like. Every choice he makes, it blows up. Right. What did you think of Leto in uh, Suicide Squad? Suicide Squad is a movie. I thought Leto could have. I mean, like I said, I thought his version of the Joker was all right. I yeah. Re- I, however, oh, I they really shouldn't have done a, a bait and switch on that. They dropped the ball because I thought the Joker was going to be the big bad, and the story that you have just handed to you on a platter. An entire villain group with his ex-girlfriend, or even maybe, you know, whatever at the time, against the Joker. Yeah. I mean, that story is perfect. Why did you screw with it? I don't know. I I don't know if somebody got cutesy with it or what. Uh, It's like, it was just, like I said, when I saw the trailer for that, they build it out that it was going to be the Suicide Squad versus the Joker. I was on board at that moment. Yeah. And when I saw the movie, I was like, so the team you created is going after someone you created. Yeah, and, I don't know. And the only reason the Joker's here is to stop you because you took Harley? What the hell? Yeah, it didn't make a whole lot so, of sense. So if you had never formed this group, nothing would have happened. Right. What kind of bullshit is that? Yeah, I don't know. But as for the performance of Leto himself, I completely enjoyed it. Yeah. How, I mean, he was psychotic. I mean, he probably his, got tired of his teeth getting punched out by Batman. Yeah. So he got him capped up. But I love that version. 
Yeah. I have no problems with that version. Leto wasn't bad. Um, in and of like in his performance, in and of itself, wasn't bad. Uh, I saw something. I don't know if they're doing another Joker movie. I didn't hear anything about that. But then again, <laughs> I'm not really someplace you can hear anything anymore. Yeah, I I, I wouldn't mind seeing it. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing another Joker movie. Joker is probably my favorite Batman villain of all time. Mm. I love I love the Joker because there's so many different directions you could take that character. Oh, and they have my God. Some yeah, the, I just actually got done reading um, a storyline Three Jokers. Okay, and the whole thing is pretty much that. Well, there isn't a Joker in the DC universe. There are many. That is a scary thought. Yeah, and they all have decided in this book to kind of somewhat, I don't want to say band together, but basically best Joker wins. Okay. You know, and it pretty much pulls together three different storylines as three different Jokers. And, oh, my God, the Red Hood in that, who was killed by a Joker. Yeah. Is just goes completely bonkers that there's more than one of them. <laughs> it's like he just fucking loses it. It's See, all, it's awesome. Now Batman, throughout the entire run, uh, since the introduction of the Joker, Batman has needed the Joker. Yeah, you know it, it's a it's it really is a strange symbiotic relationship between the two. Oh yeah, you know Batman wouldn't be Batman without the Joker. Yep, and I haven't read any of the um, the Dark Knight Metal series, which is like a, an alternate universe kind of thing where Bruce Wayne went crazy and became the Joker. Whoa, I haven't read any of it. It was there's uh, a whole series of like the Dark Universe stuff, the yeah. Dark Multiverse. I read some of them, which some are really good, but I did never read the Batman one. Kind of like a biz- like a Bizarro world. Well, um, years ago Marvel had something called the What If stuff. Yeah, I remember the What right. If. Right. Well. What uh, if what yeah. if Wolverine had never joined the right. X Men? D- uh, DC did something similar on those lines years ago as well. Yeah, and but recently with the multiverse, they decided to go. It's it's like a what if scenario, but it's what if, and it's all these pivotal points in the DC comic storyline. What if it didn't happen that way? And it's called a dark multiverse because shit got even worse. Wow. Because it it's almost like one of those things, well, you know, when Wonder Woman killed Max Lord. Okay. Well, what if Wonder Woman didn't kill Max Lord? And it shows that, no, shit was bad because she did that, and shit's even worse because she didn't. And I love the entire series. I like the thought of that. Yeah. And it's pretty much, none of them have happy endings. None of them. I like the thought of that. Yeah. Because, uh, like, Marvel's What If series, uh, there was, it, it, it was very short-lived. Yeah. Um, but like the one that sticks out in my mind, uh, was what if Wolverine had never joined the X-Men if he had stayed with Alpha okay. Flight and it, it, it doesn't have a, uh, uh, you know, a sour ending. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of shit goes really sideways. Oh my God. Yeah. These, um, I don't know how, how familiar you are with, um, the, um, oh shit. Now the Teen Titans a little bit. Okay. There was a storyline years ago when, um, the uh, hero Terra uh, was working for somebody else and pretty much um, went against the Teen Titans and she was killed because yeah. of it. Yeah. 
in this storyline, she didn't die. She pretty much took over the world and killed everybody because she has earth-moving powers. But to watch the slow, methodical as she's going through it, because it keeps getting worse and worse and worse. Yeah. And she is keeps justifying why she's doing this. That is really interesting. Oh, yeah. I love I love that kind of stuff. And it's... Uh, That's something I should check out. Oh, yeah. And there's one with Superman. Uh, the death of Superman, if Superman didn't come back. Yeah. That one also. Holy shit, that's a good one. Yeah, it's the Dark Multiverse series. I'll have to check that out. Oh. I absolutely love those. And nice. none of them, it seems like the the villains are... It's all hero-based. Like, the villains are barely even in it. But, like, the hero's missteps come back to bite them. Oh, yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that idea. Happy endings are overrated. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, well, some of those weren't happy endings, but I think a lot of people... Are, hey, you know what? What if this... If you know, What if you didn't kill him? Okay, well, let's see what happens then. Right. But it's always like, it's we're going to make it worse. Yeah. It reminds me of that Seth MacFarlane bit where um, Brian and Stewie go back in time to stop 9-11. Yeah. And they come back and forward, and like the earth is just like a, a hellscape. Yeah, it, 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 it's, that's that's one of, that's actually one of my favorite Family Guy episodes. <laughs> um, what about the Penguin? Penguin I enjoyed. Penguin, again, Tim Burton, I think Danny DeVito nailed the Penguin. DeVito is great. DeVito is great. Now, I do like the Penguin as a businessman, which is what he's always is everywhere else. Yeah. You know, and uh, he, I, I love the Penguin always plays both sides, no matter what continuity it is. Somehow, he's playing both sides of it. Right. And Burgess Meredith was an awesome, just, he gave so much to that character himself. Yeah. That there was no, that, that, that. <laughs> That became the cigarette hold, the cigarette holder, and yeah, you know, yeah. Burgess Meredith was was awesome in that. Yeah, I mean, they laid the blueprints. I don't think the Penguin got a fair shake in a lot of the movies or TV shows. No, he really didn't. Yeah, Gotham was a good one with the the beginning of the Penguin. Yeah, but I mean, everyone loves the Roly Poly Iceberg Lounge owning. You know, I I absolutely. Penguin's one of my favorites as well. Yeah, I, li- I always liked the Penguin. Um, DeVito, DeVito played that perfectly for the Tim Burton universe. Yeah, and they did a good, great storyline to him too. Oh yeah, yeah. Pee Wee Herman being his dad. Yeah, which they revisited in Gotham when that Penguin character he found his long lost father. It was Paul Rubens. Nice. It's like, I, yeah, uh, the little nods they do the things. I, I kind of fell out with Gotham. Is, is that even going? No, no, they stopped Gotham. I enjoyed it because, like I said, I, I found, I didn't, I couldn't get on board with it at first. But then somebody posted something online that made me think, is it just look at it as an Elseworld, Elseworld story? Right. And I was like, yeah, just See, look outside the box on it. It's fun. I, I think the reason that I didn't watch it was I, 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 We've seen the Bruce Wayne origin story enough. Yeah. And, you know, come to find out, it really wasn't a Bruce Wayne origin story. No, no, it was it was all the villains origin stories. Which right. Was, which was awesome. Yeah, it was the villains, villains origin stories and uh, Gordon's origin. Yep. Because I, I, at the beginning of it, isn't Gordon just a patrolman? Yep, just a patrolman. Yeah. And then he becomes a detective. And and the weird part was, and I don't know why they did this, in this penultimate episode, 
right before they actually introduced Batman. Yeah. He has a mustache. He has the iconic mustache. Yeah. And then it's, like, oh, it's just something I've been trying. And then they flash forward like 10 years later. No mustache. Huh. No, Gordon, you mustache, man. Yeah, Gordon, Commissioner Gordon has to have a mustache. Yeah. So, uh, trying to think of other iconic Batman villains. Catwoman. Catwoman. Go back to Eartha Kitt. Yeah. Oh, I like Julie Newmar with Catwoman. I think... Well, yeah, well, yeah, because we're, now we're going back to the same time frame. Yeah, I mean... Uh, who was first? Julie, Julie Newmar and Julie, then Eartha Kitt. Then Eartha Kitt, okay. Yeah, but they both played it. Eartha Kitt played it more as a cat. Yeah. Which was awesome. But but Julie Newmar was like the Catwoman. That was a Selena Kyle that everybody had to live up to. Yeah. And um, unfortunately, Halle Berry, eh, Michelle Pfeiffer, eh. Yeah, I wasn't a fan. You know... Um, even, uh, in the, in the Batman, the Nolan trilogy, I, uh, there just wasn't that chemistry between Selena Kyle and Bruce Wayne. No, there wasn't. You know, and that I always thought was one of the fun ones. Yeah. And, you know, cause they finally got married after all those years in the comics. Yeah. But I mean, I don't think only Bruce Wayne and Julie Newmar had that chemistry Adam Westford, you know, where they were playing off of each other. Yeah. None of the others did. Yeah. You know. Let's go slightly different here. What about Robin? Not a villain, but. Well, there was several, yeah, several different Robins. Only one ever seems to make it to the films. Um, Great Dick Grayson only makes it to the films. Yeah. You know, they they completely forget about uh, Tim Drake and Jason Todd and Stephanie uh, I can't remember her last name now. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's stick with Dick Grayson. Okay. So you had uh, Burt Ward mm-hmm. as the original. Yep. And then what? Chris O'Donnell. Chris O'Donnell. And who played him? Who played? Uh, they. Uh, Grayson Jason and, Gordon Levitt. Uh, that's right. Jason. Came, but they didn't name him Dick Grayson. It's like they just teased it. It's like, you know, oh, you should use your natural name, Dick, or whatever it was. Or, or Robin. Yeah, yeah, it was something like that. They do, It was so convoluted. Come on, just bring the character in. His name is Dick Grayson. Just say it. Say the name. Yeah. It's like, don't tease people. Yeah, I, I, I was... It, it always was a kind of a weird dynamic. You know, here's mm-hmm. this rich billionaire businessman, and he's got a young... young ward. Well, I mean, his parents were killed, and, you know, he... Took him, he, he understand that and took him on. Yeah, I mean the one. Um, I think it was with. I think it was in the Clooney movie where uh, Chris O'Donnell played. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where Robin's parents were circus performers. Yep. Now is that actually canon from? That's kind of how it was. Yeah, the Flying okay. Graysons. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure if that was comic book canon or not. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was. Uh, like I said, it was. That was Dick Grayson's kind of whole thing, and and I had no problem with with Rob. I mean, Robin. I mean, he went on to form the Teen Titans, went on to become Nightwing. Yeah, I mean, forged his own legacy, and I think each Robin mostly did um, forge their own legacy outside of being against Batman, which I think is good. Batman was a good mentoring tool. Yeah, against all these these different uh, heroes. Yeah, that's uh, pretty much. Yeah. 
And Jason Todd became the Red Hood, which is an anti-hero. Okay. A fun anti-hero. You know, he's the Batman with guns. Nice. Basically. So he's Batman that doesn't have a problem killing people. Nope. And he does not have a problem with killing people. Yeah. You know, when they had a one comic storyline, Battle for the Cowl, where Batman turned up missing or dead. I don't remember which one. Sometimes he does them both. But all these different Robins were fighting over who's going to be the next Batman. Yeah. And Jason Todd pretty much, you know, just stole the suit and said, it's me. I'm, I'm, that's it. And was shooting, just, just flat out shooting people. <laughs> yeah. Very, that's a very un-Batman thing and, to and do. And the best point is all these other, all these other, like, you know, it's like, who, who would have stolen the suit, you know, and, and be doing this? He's like, look, there's, there's only one person who would steal the bat suit and shoot people. Oh, jeez. And then they all put it together. We yeah. know who it is. Yeah. That's a very un-Batman thing to do. Yeah, but it's a very Red Hood thing to do. Yeah. I'm not familiar with the Red Hood, so yeah, I, I, can't, I can't really speak on that. Yeah, like I said, the Batman stuff is just all-time favorite comics, and I love all the mythology behind it. I don't even bother to try to piece it all together anymore because too there's, much. There's too, too much. Yeah, too, they, they keep changing shit and rebooting it, and it's just, it's just fun to see. Yeah. And when they acknowledge they reboot it, that's the funny part. <laughs> Who's the worst Batman villain? Well, I already brought up a lot. Kite Man, Polka Dot Man. Oh, okay. Kate, Let's talk Condiment about well-known ones that made TV <laughs> or movies. Oh, man. Oh, man. Most of the ones from the... I mean, you got um, uh, Professor Egg. <laughs> oh, God. I completely forgot. King, King Tut. Yeah, King Tut. Um, ca- um, the Bookworm. <laughs> I... Oh my God, I haven't. Yeah, I. I mean, like I said, there was some pretty terrible villains. But okay, if you're talking one now, here's one that was in the comic book series a little bit in the one one of the Batman Lego movies that I think was terrible. Calendar Man. Calendar Man. He would only do crimes on holidays, and they were themed to the holidays. That's great. And he wore a calendar as a cape. That is awesome. He he was in the storyline, a really great storyline called The Longest Halloween, where all these crimes were happening on dates. Uh-huh. And they knew it had to be Calendar Man, who's the only one that is going to have a Valentine's Day murder on Valentine's Day. Right. And they finally track him down. He's like, I ain't done shit. <laughs> it was totally, it was a total swerve. But it's like it almost made Counter Man not as pathetic as he was sought out to be. But then it really no, it wasn't me. <laughs> right. <laughs> I I've never. I well, I haven't seen the Lego Batman movies. So. Yeah, they put all the obscure bad ones in there, and I and a Counter Man is one that I always remember because oh, he's such. And they and they he's one that has been in the comics many times, and I don't know why they keep bringing him back. I I I I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, he's uh yeah, like I said, the obscure one oh the the Batman villains that were so obscure even from TV. And it, if I'm gonna say the worst one, and I hate to say this from movies, only because I like every other iteration of this character better, was Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze. Arnold Schwarzenegger, I mean, oh my god. 
I couldn't. I I wasn't a fan. I I, I love every other iteration of that character, but Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh my god, the one liners were too forced. <laughs> that I mean, you know, what killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, to be fair, that's from the worst Batman. The Schumacher movies, I know. The, 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 the but, Schumacher movies, those were not But, good. man, he went on break. He, he, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger is known for his action movies he embraced about doing it. the one-liners. He embraced it. He, he, was, he was, would you like to be Mr. Freeze? I don't want to be Mr. Freeze. Well, you can do tons of one-liners. I want to be Mr. Freeze. <laughs> <laughs> Chill out. Yeah, it's like when he was told he could do one-liners, that's when he probably took it. Uh, you're probably right, but I, I was the Schumacher movies were like in my in my opinion the worst Batman movies. I I when I enjoy them for being like the campy Batman '60s stuff, but I do I agree that in all of the movies they are the worst. Yeah, I, uh, it, that ahead. that is just they are completely especially like the. The neon glow, black light fight scenes. Yeah. The just, but but visually, with the, the the way the buildings are, I always loved, between Tim Burton and Schumacher, they kept Gotham City huge and foreboding. And dark. And dark, which was good. Yeah, that's the one thing, other than the TV series, that's the one thing that all of the movie franchises have in common, mm-hmm. is... You know, it's it's New York City even worse. It's New York City with Seattle's weather. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And, and you know what? How could you not be pissed off all the time when it does nothing but rain? Yeah. It's it's never sunny in Gotham. No, that, you go to Metropolis for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah. It's always sunny in Metropolis. Oh, good. <laughs> I think we need a crossover. Yeah. Dude, can you imagine Frank Reynolds hanging out with Superman? Oh God! Yeah, the gang finds kryptonite. <laughs> yeah, but what color kryptonite is oh, it? Oh man, He's like, I don't know. I, I I found this under the bed, Frank. Frank, I found this under the bed. What we what is it? What's this green rock glowing? Charlie, what are we gonna do with that? He's like, wait, why don't we take it to the Daily Planet? Ask one of those reporter fellas what this is. <laughs> Mr. Kent, Mr. Kent, what's this rock? Oh, wait, why is he on the floor? Pick yeah, him yeah. up. God damn it, Charlie, pick him up. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> that would be... A... <laughs> we need to call FX. We need to get that shit greenlit. Oh, it's a shame there are two different channels. It's oh. FX and CW. <laughs> oh, my God, that would be so good. <laughs> And it's always Sunny crossover with fucking Metropolis. Yep. Oh my god, that would be so good. Oh. And 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 Sweet D has to have a freaking uh, romance with uh, with Jimmy Olsen. Yes, but you you got to make Sweet D just to screw with it a Marvel character, just so just so they can say that's the wrong franchise. What, what's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> that would be that would be awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. Sweet D is like Storm or something. No, it has to be something bird related. Oh, something bird related. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, we could write this one easy. <laughs> just to hear what she would have to be bird related. Just to hear what Dennis and Charlie would say. <laughs> oh my god. 
Oh, that hurt. That hurt to laugh that hard. Oh, Dennis, why are you taking your pants off in a phone booth? What? Uh, never mind. Never mind that. <laughs> oh. oh, you bastard! You made my face hurt. Oh, what? Uh, what other Batman villains can you think of? Bane, Bane, Bane. Which I, I love. There's so many different versions of him. Now. Um, what's his name? Tom, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Uh, I, I like the version. They really did try to shoehorn it in to make it as much the comic related as possible. Yeah, but I mean, I, I enjoy. He was a the best version of him is smart. He's a lunchador, you know, and he has the venom going in him, which just makes him strong. Yeah, they took out. Uh, the Venom and the Lunchador, where he was just a guy with a mask. I want to know how he got the mask because he wore it normally because he was a Lunchador. Yeah. You know? And another, you know, that would fed the Venom in. They never explained the mask in The Dark Knight. And I, I, and I still enjoyed the character. Well, didn't he, wasn't he disfigured and that's why he had to wear the mask? They never really, but they never like overly explained it. I think there was something mentioned in Dark you know, Knight. I, I just, you know, I, but I like the fact that they put the bat, the back breaking in it. Yeah. That I enjoyed because that is a classic Bane from Nightfall, the breaking of the bat, which was beautiful. Yeah. You know, that needed to happen. When he broke uh, yep. Bruce Wayne's back. Yeah, that definitely needed to happen. It was wonderful. And he just, the blowing up shit in that movie was, I mean, well, they, they threw in a little bit of uh, No Man's Land in there. Yeah. I mean, there was just so many iconic comic books they threw in that movie. Okay, do you know what city they used for that? Oh, Pittsburgh. Yep, I know the Yellow Bridge. Yep, and Heinz Field. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I mean, when it's one of those funny things when you see Gotham City and that, it's like that's Pittsburgh. That's <laughs> I know that bridge. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying they that blowing up Pittsburgh would necessarily be a bad thing, but well, you know, no, it's. Yeah, but I mean, I'd rather. I mean, let's face it. If they're gonna blow up uh, Pennsylvania City, Philly should really be first on that list. Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. Followed quick uh, in quick succession by Reading and Harrisburg. <laughs> we'll make Shendo the new state capital. Oh God, no, no! With the Shendo man, the poor Shendites. <laughs> Shendites? I don't know what they're called. <laughs> Shendites looks. That's a good one. I, I think we'll call them the Shendites. <laughs> I think we'll use that. We'll we'll run with it. So I'm trying. I'm trying to think of some other good villains from the films. Now's the meeting in four six two. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, some other good villains from the films. Uh, so we got Riddler, Two Face, Two Face. Yes, Harvey Dent. Yeah. Now um, they did it right. They did Two Face right in the the Nolan films. Yes. Screwed him up completely. Tommy Lee Jones should not have been. Uh, oh, that one was just that was that was that was beyond comic silly. Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, Tommy Lee Jones didn't do a bad job portraying the character as it was written for yeah. that film. But I but mean, I think that that film could have stood alone on the Riddler itself. Yeah, it could have because the Tom that that character was like shoehorned in there. Yeah, there was no like story. Oh, he got hit in the face with acid. Now we're half evil. Right. You know. But I mean. Uh, the Two Face 
that was it, but where he was like laying down in a puddle, and you could see he was of two minds before it even happened. Yeah, and like I said, I often wish that Billy D. Williams, who who played uh, Harvey Dent in the original Batman movies, should have come on as Two Face. Yeah. You know what? I forgot Billy D. Williams with yep. Harvey Dent. Now. Yeah, Billy D. Williams and Harvey Dent. If you're going to have a two-face, Billy D. Williams is a two-face. Billy D. Williams can do anything. Yeah. Like I said, I think the Schumacher ones, for so many parts, just kind of fell off the rails at certain things, but they they deliver some good stuff as well. That's why I said it. They're not my favorites, but they're not. I also don't not, you know, I won't avoid them. Right. Who played? I forget who the hell played Harvey Dent in the role. I can't remember his name. That's the worst part. I don't remember his name. I don't know. He was he played that so well though. Yeah, that's, like that scene of him laying in the hospital bed when the Joker oh, yeah. comes to visit him. Oh my god! Also, another one of my favorite. Like I said, perfect Harvey Dent, where he you know flips a coin. Ah, you live. What's that one for? Ah, driver wasn't so lucky. Boom. <laughs> that's I mean that's classic. I mean that's like I said, Two Face would always flip the coin for everything. Yep. You know? Yep. And and they did, you know, they did the coin. It was a two-headed coin, mm-hmm. but he he carved the face the head off the one. Yeah. That was Yeah, I, I enjoyed that version of Two-Face. So did I. So did I. That yeah. was a really good uh really It kind of makes character. me wonder what they what are they going to pull out for any future Batman movies? I, I don't don't know. I mean, the Batman universe now has gone so dark. Well, yeah. I mean, the DC universe, I should say. Although, I did like Wonder Woman 84. I know a lot of people had problems with it. I enjoyed it. I haven't watched a single episode. It's not an ep- It's a movie, man. Oh, I haven't watched it. Yeah, it's it's actually, like I said, a lot of people picked it apart. And there are, it, I, I enjoy, it, honest to me, I love when the comic book movies look like it came from a comic book. That's more fun to me than trying to make it real. Like Sin City? Yes. Sin City was a comic book movie. Yes. Comic- and Wonder Woman 84 was a com- I mean, the, the villains were over the top. The The scenes were just, this isn't going to happen. Yeah. That's the way it's played. And I enjoy that. I, I really do enjoy when they do that. So I enjoyed that film. Max Lord was the main villain. And Cheetah. By Kristen Wiig of all people. Oh, okay. Kristen Wiig played a non-funny bad guy and did it very well hmm and i'm not a big Kristen wig fan i don't know maybe i'll have to check it out yes um, just like i said go into it thinking it's a comic book movie what about what what was your take on batman versus superman except for the final martha scene i enjoyed it yeah like i said that scene because batman and superman in the comics were always friends but at odds because they had two different ideologies. You know? Yeah. And uh, you either agree with one or you agree with another. And that was the great part about the comics. They would find ways to make common ground. Yeah. In this one, they start out hating each other. And they just beat the shit out of each other how many times? And finally, uh, you know, Martha, what? Why? Now we're friends. I don't get that. That didn't make a damn bit of sense. No, it didn't make a whole lot of sense. And to be honest, when I saw the casting for it mm-hmm. and I saw Ben Affleck was playing Bruce Wayne, I'm just like, no, 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 no. Yeah, I liked it. I, I yeah, I 
will admit, I thought Affleck pulled it off really well. Because mm-hmm. you got you have some guys that can do a really good Bruce Wayne, a la George Clooney. Oh, yeah. Some guys that could do a really good Batman, a la Michael Keaton. Oh, yeah. Some guys who could do them both equally well, a la Christian Bale. Mm, I wasn't sold on his Bruce Wayne. I liked it. For the for the for the Nolan movies, mm. it worked. I thought Affleck played both sides pretty well. He played that grizzled Bruce Wayne because they yes. they did the Bruce Wayne from the Dark Knight Returns, right? From where, after after yeah. he was broken and he was just beating the shit out of, and he's seen just too much, and he doesn't give a shit anymore. And man, but like I said, I think I know they were trying to catch up to Marvel, which they shouldn't have bothered trying to catch up. Work at your own pace. We have time. You don't have to shoehorn everything in. Right. So I think they should have maybe make one movie where, yeah, you know what? I don't trust you. And then at the end, we have to work toward a common goal. And then the next movie is working better together. Right. You don't need to do it all in one shot. I just think that they were trying to catch up with Marvel, and they didn't need to. Well, we've had this discussion before. Yeah. Um, and we're both kind of in agreement. DC has better characters, but Marvel oh, yeah. has better stories. Yeah. You, but they didn't, they didn't. I don't think they had to fight to catch up. I don't think they did. Let the stories just happen. And let it breathe. Yeah. You know, and they had some great moments in it, like um, uh, that Ezra guy being uh, Flash. Yeah. And I love the fact that when the CW did their Crisis Infinite Earths, they pulled Ezra Miller into um, that universe. And the Flash of the CW show gave the Flash of the movies his name. Huh. I love that part. You know, where it's like, and they said, yes, this is canon. Yeah, it's one of those. And, uh, yeah, uh, go ahead. It's one of those comic geek things that <laughs> you're going to love. And the, the the Flash movie that's coming out, the stops they're pulling out for that. Michael Keaton is going to be Batman. Really? They literally called every single person from every DC movie to come play somebody. Wow. And some people said they even reached out to Ryan Reynolds. Really? Green Lantern. Because it's going to be a multiverse story. And they reached out to every single person to see who would do it before even writing a script. I don't think Reynolds will ever fucking go near Green Lantern. You know what? Yeah, but who knows? But like I said, they reached out to every DC person. If you played a DC character in any film and you're alive... They got reached out to, and anybody that committed and said yes, they're building the script around it. Michael Keaton will be playing Batman. Damn. (laughs) That that could be very interesting. I cannot Uh, wait. Is Jason Momoa playing Aquaman? I honestly don't know who all signed on for it because they keep changing the IMDb page. I think they screw with people sometimes. Yeah. But, oh, I cannot wait. To see when I heard out they, they reached out to Ryan Reynolds for Green Lantern, I was like, "Oh come on, Ryan, come on, just, <laughs> just do it to get a better suit." <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> I the fact that they even reached out to him after what he did, 
Oh yeah, but like I said, a- a- after the ending yeah. of Deadpool too. Yeah, I th- I still like I said I still think reach out to everybody. They didn't exclude anybody. I'm sure Lou Ferrigno got a call. <laughs> Damn, you know I mean everybody got a everybody got, yeah everybody got a call for this because it's like wait no Lou Ferrigno was Marvel. Yeah, never he, mind. He was the Hulk. <laughs> never mind. I'm getting my franchises mixed up. But yeah, I mean to to just go to everybody, but. The, the Crisis on Infinite Earth story, they did the same thing. Burt Ward was in it. Really? Uh, yeah, the guy that played the reporter in the original Batman. I can't remember his name. Mark I, Wool. Okay. Robert Wool. He was in it. Okay. When they went to that universe. So it's like they they already set up the seeds that all these universes exist. Oh, it was just like I said, it was a five-night crossover event. It was, like I said, ambitious, amazing. DC shows they can do it. They can do it. Yeah, but it's one of those things, like I said, you should let it breathe. Yeah. Let it breathe. Don't try to catch Marvel in one leap. Oh, no. Now that Marvel, the universe, is kind of eh, somewhat done with the main guys, you know, now let's just have some fun with it. Make a movie that's fun. Yeah. Don't try to make a movie that's the same. How about, how's this for an idea? We talked about the What If series. Yeah. You remember What The? Yeah. Yep. I imagine, did. imagine an MCU movie based on the what does. Oh my god, that'd be awesome. Yeah, a Punisher. Oh, based on the what does. Yes, stuff like that definitely needs to happen. Yeah, have fun with movies again. You know, make cause yeah. it's like I don't see how like you're introducing these characters. The people that go see these movies are not seeing them for the first. Like Batman, they like they oh who is Batman. Oh, his poor parents. You don't need to show it every time. Right. We we know Yeah. We know Bruce Wayne's origins. You know, and I'm and I'm glad that the Spider Man movies with Tom Holland, we didn't have to see the death of, you know, the uncle again. Yeah. It's like they acknowledged it. It happened. We're moving on. Yeah. Yeah. Uncle Ben. Okay. But, you know, it was At least he left us left us some delicious rice. No, not that Uncle Ben. Oh, all right, wait, he was canceled. <laughs> was he? I'm more of a success rice guy myself anyway. I can't keep up on, on who we're not supposed to. I really can't. I don't even care. I, I, I can't keep up on it. I mean, that's why sometimes I'm a, I'm afraid to say who I like and what I like. Because then someone, no, we're not supposed to like that anymore. Well, I didn't get the memo. I might have got it, but I probably deleted it. Yeah, I don't, I just don't know. Let's see. Batman. Let's see. Can we think of any other? I'm trying to think of ones that might not have. I'm trying to think of ones. Well, there's Killer Croc. He was in the DC. Which was just a bad skin. (laughs) (laughs) He had the bad skin. Deadshot. Okay. Not the Will Smith version. Right. He was an off. Deathstroke Terminator. Okay. Oh my God! There's so many great ones out there that did good on TV. Yeah. See, I this this, this subject is more your wheelhouse <laughs> as we get deeper into things. Yeah. Because I'm I, not I'm not the comic geek. That's you, connoisseur. Connoisseur. Call it a geek. <laughs> You're a comic geek. I'm a wrestling geek. You know, we you know if we if uh, we had a pro wrestling topic, that's more my wheelhouse. Yeah, Batman stuff is just I I enjoy the myth- 
like I said, I can step outside of it where I can actually enjoy the stuff and not be have to have my you know my torch and pitchfork when they release something that is a little bit off. Right. I can enjoy it. Right. You know, and that and that I think is a big problem, a huge problem with with movies nowadays no matter what. Well, it's not only the movie community, it's every community. Yeah, the te- you know, nobody just stops, sits and enjoys. Right. You right. I, 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 I completely agree with you. Oh, that's not the way they did that in Oh God, I hate seeing in issue. You know, I've often said I love comic books and I do not like comic book people. Right. I used to get stuff down at the well, there's used to be a bunch of comic stores in Allentown, down to one. But when I would go in there The only one left is the one in the Whitehall Mall, yeah, right? And I haven't been there in the longest time. Comic Masters. Because I get everything online now. Yeah. But uh I remember going in there picking up an issue of something that looks interesting and you got this and you know what stereotypical comic book guy from the Simpsons yep hey, your shirt you're you're a, you are not an extra large your shirt's too small and you have a stain on there which I'm pretty sure is more than a year old yeah you know and you're wearing like some sort of like they're not basketball shorts and they're not pants sometimes sweatpants you know and you're like, oh, you're gonna you're gonna buy that? Yeah. Oh, that's a terrible story, dude. It just came out this week. How the hell do you know already? Yeah, that I I've seen that guy in there. Yeah, and I've I've the, that guy at well, it used to be called Caps, worked behind the counter. Yeah. I stopped going there. Yeah, I don't need this. You know, when you when you when you're ringing up my order, I don't need to hear. I don't need your fucking approval. Right. Take my money and shut up. If I want your fucking critique, I'll ask for it. Yeah. You know? It's like, my God, it's like, how judgmental are you people? You're selling comic books, for Christ's sakes. Go back home, get on the internet, and tell your mom to microwave you a second fucking Hot Pocket. Yeah. It's like, like I said, I I cannot stand, like, like I said, and I don't mind, like, discussing. Right. Like, which is the best version of Superman? But as long as it's a discussion. Right. And where where next thing you know, we're talking, it's like, well, I didn't mind the blue and red electric Superman. Oh, what do you mean? What about my mother? You know, it's like. Yeah. I mean, don't belittle someone for their opinion. No. I mean, have, let's have a civil discussion. Yeah. Speaking of civil discussions. Yes. Last week we were talking about, uh, or two weeks ago, actually, we were talking about uh, bad albums by good bands. Yes. Our friend Jim. Ah, uh, Jim. <laughs> messaged me. <laughs> discussing your hot take on Judas Priest. What did I say? Well, let's put it this way. Oh, is this the jugular thing? Well, no, wait, hold on. Okay. Let's put it this way. <laughs> At the exact same time in the episode that I said, what? <laughs> Jim said, what? <laughs> when you said Painkiller was the worst. Painkiller, that was the when one. When you said Painkiller was the worst Priest album. Yes, so, Jim and I are right. You are you are wrong. No, you can't belittle my opinion. You just said you can't belittle my opinion. Everybody's belittling my opinion. <laughs> help, help! I'm being repressed. <laughs> Look, I like I said, I I love Priest. That is not a secret. I love, I you know, I've been on board with Priest for so long, and I do not like the Painkiller album. I. 
I just don't like it. Well, that, that's me. Everybody's entitled to be wrong. Yeah. I mean, but I also like the Turbo album, and I know that is generally regarded as one of their worst. Yeah. I mean, there's bright <laughs> spots on Turbo, but yeah, uh, I, like I said, and when I like I said, I hear those, and I'm like, okay, you don't like Turbo? I do. Okay, there we go. Moving on. Well, dude, as soon as I hear that drum intro to Painkiller, I'm I'm ready to fight. Yeah. I, like I said, I just that's God went back to that. okay back to back to batman villains what else can you think of batmite was one uh the he was like the mixelplex of uh the batman he was an imp from another dimension that would just fuck with batman okay uh that was batmite kind of like the great gazoo but bad oh yeah yeah oh he wasn't oh he wanted to he wanted to like batman was his idol so he would like you know like cause things to happen just so batman could save it yeah, and show, this is how my hero does it. It's like, dude, uh, but, but it was like nasty stuff, like like putting out like um, like dropping buildings and shit. Batman can't stop a building from falling. Wrong person. No, you need soup for that. Yeah, you know, and of course, you know, Bruce. You know, well, Batman was always like, no, this is Batmite. He's my, I'm his, you know, biggest hero. And he, <laughs> he begrudgingly is like, yeah, we can't kill him. He's like a fourth dimension imp. So. It's like, Jesus Christ. I've never heard of Batmite. Yeah, and he was, he, you didn't get rid of him by doing anything weird, but he would just get bored and leave. Uh, so they had to just make his life dull. Uh, oh, my God. I'm trying to think of the gamut of, of Batman villains. I, he's had such a wide variety. Some just one-offs. I think there was... Well, like I said, I said I was going to talk about why not Condiment King. Shooting ketchup and mustard. God, that was a weird one. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, wait. Stop. Full stop. Full stop. (laughs) You've got Batman. Yep. A billionaire playboy. Yep. With Wayne Enterprises technology at his fingertips. (laughs) And he's got to fight a motherfucker who shoots ketchup and mustard. Yep. Ah. I don't want to live on this planet anymore. Raish al Ghul. Ra's al Ghul. Yes. Yes, depending on, who, on which who you're reading from. Yeah. Yes, that is an excellent character, no matter what medium they have it in. Sometimes he works side by side with Bruce Wayne. Other times, they're not so much. Right. Well, he's, uh, I mean, if you go back to the Christopher Nolan, mm-hmm. if you go back to the Christopher Nolan stuff, Ra's al Ghul was the guy who trained yeah. Bruce Wayne. Yeah, and then I know that uh, his son, Damien, is... Well, yeah, Damien Wayne is, I think, Talia Alagul, which is Raish's daughter. So it's like it's like his father-in-law, I think, kind of. Damien Wayne would be, you know, Raj Alagul's grand... I mean, yeah, it's messed up. The guy, Wait, isn't uh, Talia Alagul... Didn't she show up in the third Batman, yeah. the third Nolan yeah, movie? Yeah, there's two... There's two sisters, and I can't remember which ones. I think Talia's the mother. There's another There's another daughter as well. Uh, and I know one of them was Damien's mother. Right, because she shows up with Bane. Right, which was awesome because it's like, oh, it's it's taking you back to the first movie. Right. Yeah, this is his daughter. Yeah. You know what? I've, I completely forgot about that. Yep. Until you brought, until you brought Russell Gould up. He... Uh, I thought that was a great character. Oh, Liam Neeson did it. Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson plays a great bad guy. Oh. 
But come to think of it, there's not much that Liam Neeson can't do. Yeah, he, you know, he he plays a wonderful bad guy. Um, unfortunately, strangely enough, like I said, going into that movie, I knew he was Rajagul. Yeah, I don't need the credits. It's like, oh, you're meeting Liam Neeson, and that's the main villain. Yeah, it's not who you think it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, and he did that excellent. Of course, the plot point of that one was a bit, a little off. Because you have a you have a device that can evaporate all the water, and then release the poison. Sounds good in theory. The problem is the body's made up of ninety five percent water. Right. So wouldn't that just make you a raisin? Because <laughs> they were all near it. I never thought of that. Yeah, they were all near the microwave. It's like it doesn't just you know that was the, that was like that was one. I was like, okay, you guys didn't think this one through a little bit too much, but yeah, but but still was a good plot. Yeah, but Morgan Freeman could fix anything. Oh, Morgan Freeman was awesome in those movies. Yes, he is. And uh, God, who's the guy that played Alfred in the Nolan movies? Oh, Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. <laughs> Not one of my favorite Alfreds, but really, just it was. I love Michael Caine though. I absolutely I like Dirty Rotten Scoundrels and, and those movies. I liked Alfred. But every time I did. It was like it's like, you know, what's best for Gotham? <laughs> I like Michael. Caine. He had that accent, right? I don't know. Like I said, I, I, Alfred to me. Well, no, he, you know, come to think though, of of all the Alfreds that have I've seen over the years, he might have been one of the better ones. Actually, yeah. the dude who played Alfred in Gotham, because uh, I did watch some of it. That Alfred was a bit of a departure because he was he was a fighter. Oh my God! Yeah, but uh, everything I know from Alfred from the comics was always he was like almost like a field medic. Yeah, and was tough, but never he could hold his own. But it was like he was very always sophisticated. Yeah, the one in the in, in Gotham, he wasn't sophisticated. No, he was a bar fighter. Yeah, he it was like he he you know he'd punch a man out just for ringing the doorbell wrong, or, yeah, or putting a fork on the wrong side of the plate. Yeah, you know, which is why like the. And if he would have played it a bit more refined and not as where he can still fight, but he would always like was snooty about it. Yeah. You know, which is the Alfred that I always enjoyed. That's just snootiness about him. Yeah. You know, are we going out tonight, Master Bruce? <laughs> he took the car. I, I, I always, I dug Michael Caine as Alfred. Because he, like, he, to me, he kept... He kept Bruce grounded. Oh, yeah. He kept Bruce grounded, especially with Bane. Mm-hmm. And with the Joker. You know, he's, you know, some men just want to watch a world burn. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, you know. He was the one that, he was the one that realized Bruce really could not beat the Joker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, you know, I somebody used that quote on me not too long ago because I was saying about making some a party food. Next party I go to. Yeah. I'm going to make what I call mozzarella sticks. But it's gonna be uh, breaded cocktail weenies. Oh, <laughs> some men do want to watch the world burn. That's like putting a, that's like getting a bag of Skittles and a bag of M and M's and mixing them together. Yes, that's that's just like that level evil. Oh yeah, that's not evil. That's sure it is. <laughs> that needs to happen. Sure it is. You know. All right. Well, I you know I'm kind of surprised we got an hour and twenty out of this. See that? I mean, Batman villains is I don't know. I mean. You wrote it, I did. Or did, or does, did one of your kids just pop one in here? Uh, no, their handwriting's worse than mine. It's, 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 <laughs> I shudder to think what's in this bucket sometimes. 
Yeah, well, th- it's going to get worse. No, but, no, no. My, well, my topics were on point today. Yeah, well, we're not going to be picking anyone next week. Why not? We're doing our Hall of Fame. The whole show? Well, part of it, anyway. Yeah, I mean, it takes a little bit in the beginning to do the five and the and the sixth. Well, we're each going to do five. Yeah. We might actually agree on something, which is going to be weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we might. <sighs> I know where a lot of my influences lie. Oh, me too. You know, and it's going to be, and when, when you hear my list, which I've, you know, been putting in my head this whole time, and I have to keep saying it to myself because I know I'll forget when I get to the car. Yeah. Uh, kids, don't don't drink. Don't drink a lot in your 30s. You're going to forget a lot of shit in your 40s. Don't drink a lot in your 20s because you forget shit in your 30s and your 40s. Well, yeah, but I mean, I, I don't think the drinking in my 20s was that bad. Oh, mine was. No, <laughs> no it was. It was. That was when I was in my prime. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's put, let's put a bow on this. Okay. Yep. So that's our uh, dissertations on Batman villains. And until next time, if you have any suggestions, things you want us to talk about, drop us a line. Oh, no, not them pod at gmail.com. And it will go in the bucket. It'll go in the bucket. Facebook.com slash oh, no, not them pod. You are looking for a MySpace. And I can't. Well, well. MySpace Live. I mean, I I got I brought the cameras down. I brought the equipment down. Yeah, we need. I need to work on that. It's been a bit. It's been a hectic couple of weeks. <laughs> Don't throw it. Don't throw anything. Oh, never mind. Oh. That was bullshit. <laughs> that was bullshit. Oh, it was. I'm sure. I mean, like I said, I'm I'm. I know we'll probably have to start doing the Facebook Live thing first. Yeah. Before we venture out there. Just to get it. And that'll be fun in itself because then people can actually interact with us live. Yes. And call you out on all your terrible opinions. Well, no, they're going to love my opinions and call you out on your terrible opinions. Nobody will ever call me out. Yes. You are the king of hot takes. And pancakes. I like waffles. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Until next time, I'm Eric. I'm Bill. See you later.